Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Uh, we are joined this week, uh, Frankie Cardicelli, as always. Y'all know him. He's joined us several times. Jay Mars from the Carmichael Dave Morning Show. I'm super excited with- to be here and talk to the basketballs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear- have you, Jay. Uh, Dodgered you- out. Yeah, all Dodgered out. Dodger listen, man, blue. when you're in second place, you rep. That's why I said I, I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> yeah. wear my. I can't wear my stuff because you know third place. But I'm not gonna say what shirt Chris is wearing. But you need to have a face shield on with it. I'll leave it at that. Yes. No. We need we need plexiglass, <laughs> no, we need plexiglass between we, all of us. Talking we need to corner right him off. Chris yeah. in his own plexiglass. Those that read room. NFL headlines will see between yes. the lines. <laughs> read between well, lines. I'm just trying to do everything I can to make sure that we're all safe. You know. Appreciate that. Kirk. With the plexiglass. Yeah. We can't hear you through the glass though. <laughs> yeah. No. What's uh, up, guys? Yeah, I mean, there's Lots been a, yeah, we're to talking talk about. <laughs> we're starting with this, and like, Political? legitimately, like, this has been the wildest. Uh, we're recording on a Friday. We normally record on Mondays, but uh, since there was free agency and California Classic, we thought we'd come to you. Uh, after all that happened, uh, the new league season has officially begun. We yeah. are in uh, a new year. Congratulations, everybody! Happy we new year. made it. Yeah, happy new year. Uh, a lot has happened, as I just said. Uh, we had the California Classic on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, there was a lot of free agency moves uh, before that. We are now here, uh, officially in the new uh, league year, as I said, waiting still for uh, official news on Tristan Thompson. If he's going to uh, be a Sacramento King, we'll talk about that later. Maybe something will drop. It's 11.45 Pacific time. The moratorium ended about two hours and 45 minutes ago. Doesn't it make you wonder on a trade that was agreed to a week ago that there's no announcement that there's something else going on? Or, or am I reading too much into this? No, I think that it's very like indicative of the fact that it's some, there's something going on, something being added to it. It's like James Hamm was saying all week, like multiple times, like that he's heard it's going to go through. And mm-hmm. I still think it is going to go through, like, but it's probably not going to be the way it was reported. Because right now all we know is DeLon Wright's on the way out, Tristan Thompson's on the way in, but there might be more things at play. Is there a fourth team getting involved that the Kings might be sending Tristan Thompson to? Again, it's just very strange for something like that to not have been officially announced. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to add even more te- Yeah, more teams, like you said, if it's just going to be more players. Really, really strange. But also, I mean, we do have, well, there was some question on whether it was confirmed or not. We, we signed Rashawn Holmes back. Uh, it was a four-year. I believe there's still a lot of controversy uh, about the the dollar figure. It was 55 that was uh, that was released. But. Why, why can't the Kings either sign or make a trade that it's just like this is it, right? Like <laughs> and this these is are what the details, is. and here it is. Because <laughs> yeah. between Nothing the Vincenzo be thing, yeah. Rashad's money, this weird three-way it, trade, like what is happening? It's just the Buddy Healed ordeal blowing up. Whatever like, happened to this trade? This for this, and here you go. Let's, yeah. we're good. Now it's just like okay, we'll wait for three weeks, and then it's something completely different than what we heard before. And of course, like we talked about, Rashawn Holmes' deal was reported for four years, fifty-five. Uh, that's. I think including a trade kicker for 50, so it's up to I think it's 47 is the actual figure 447 that's like the limit but the 15% trade kicker brings it to 55 so it's kind of a little bit of manipulation in the the report there by uh, his agency I think but between Holmes Alex Len welcome back, welcome back. Mo Harkless welcome, welcome back. back Terrence Davis welcome, welcome back. back not one has been announced yet and it's noon it's great boy it's been three hours, and not one has been announced. And I know that another report I saw said that things have to be, uh, they have to be transactioned in the order they were like conducted. I don't know how the hell that even works because nothing was signed yet. I don't get that. 
Uh, but here we are. We're in a waiting game. My head hurts. My head hurts. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's like, can we just get this over with so we can actually like talk about this stuff like it's done? Because, mm-hmm. again, with the whole Thompson thing, like, you know, when we're trying to break down the roster and the depth, that's kind of a key piece that we need to know what's going on with that. Yeah, we don't know what the hell is going on with anything until we know, is the Tristan Thompson trade actually happening? Because that changes everything. everything. It means DeLon Wright's still on the roster. It means our forward depth is, like, is Chemezi Metu, Damian Jones, are they still in play? We don't know anything about what this roster looks like next year except for the fact that De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton are the starting one and two guard. Everything else is kind of a question I like that mark. part. That's 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 all we know. And I think we can pencil Harrison Barnes in as a starter, unless they maybe unless he's part of unless he's part of. He's got a nice looking contract, and a lot of people like him. Uh, I don't. I mean, do they love him? What are you? If you love Harrison Barnes, what are you coming to the table with? Because apparently Boston loved Harrison Barnes last year and came to the table with a poo-poo platter of crap. (laughs) Danny Ainge is just holding on to his his prospects and draft picks, just like you know they're worth. Their weight in gold and kind of whiffed on that one. What Danny Ainge did with that uh, haul from Brooklyn and some of the trades they didn't make—that's a whole different podcast. They settled for for Jabari Parker instead. They wanted Harrison Barnes. They settled for Jabari Parker. Really, really did, and they really tried it too. They played him in the the, down the stretch. He might have played in the playoffs. He played in the playoffs. He was in the rotation. This is not it. I thought Jabari was going to be the guy too. Oh, I was. I was the leader of the Jabari tribe. Was, I was big in the Jabari tribe. I remember when he was making his decision to go to college, or he was either going to go on a mission mm-hmm. or go to Duke, and he had this big press conference that he was going to Duke, and I was just, stoked. We were we started the before we even started hit record. What did we say? Injuries suck, guys. Ah, they just funny. suck. <laughs> they really do. They really do. But we're still here. We're still waiting. So I guess we should just kind of. How do we feel about the moves? Like the do, we, was, do yeah. we like do we obviously Rashawn Holmes had to return. Mm-hmm. Like we there was no. Realistic upgrade at the center spot. If the Kings were to lose Rashawn Holmes, it'd be a loss. Because, yeah, you could have rolled Alex Lynn out there. You could have rolled Tristan Thompson out there. But while Rashawn Holmes isn't a guy, and I know Chris has said this a lot too, he's not a guy you want to have you know, running the offense through him per se, but he's a great defensive option on this Kings team, which is horrible at defense. He shoots 60% from the field. He plays with passion. Uh, he loves Sacramento. He put out the tweet saying he loves Sacramento four more years, and, of course, he infamously <laughs> deleted it. Uh but how do you guys feel about having Rashawn back in the fold? Well, I would say just first on the deleting thing, I think a lot of that could be due to the fact that he can't sign that deal yet. And putting that out there, it's like, uh, you know, yeah. if the Kings in tampering, they probably feel a little bit about, hey, let's keep things on the low like that. Let's take not- that. Back. I said the same thing, actually, like a couple days after that. And uh, Frankie actually brought up a good point that Mello posted like. His, when he was going to the Lakers, with he the, posted that Masevano well, with the Lakers. With the Lakers so, logo. I, 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 I said the same thing. Have we not learned yeah. that tampering doesn't apply to <laughs> everybody? <laughs> Especially <laughs> not the Lakers and star names, and at Din- least. Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie put up the, you're, Lee, you're, yeah. you're a wizard, Harry. He put up the, you're a wizard, okay, Harry. Okay, see, that's the thing. Leo. He did it in a very smart way, you know, like, because he can just say, yo, that's I just like Harry yeah. Potter. What's the big deal? It's tough, but, I mean. I think Rumors have, have ruined, or like Woj and Shams, like, yeah, they've just ruined, like, being a sport. Basketball fans specifically, it's just like we can't. We almost know too much. Like knowing that the buddy deal was that close to being done, like mm-hmm. I guess it wouldn't be any better. But like it would just, it would feel. We would probably be like, "What's wrong with Monty?" Because like, why yeah. has he not done anything, and why has he not well, tried? Is that the other side of it? Because yeah. I think people just naturally assume if something hasn't gone down, then oh, the front office is sitting on their hands. They're mm-hmm. not doing anything. It's like. 
No, remember, it takes two to tango, and in the NBA, sometimes three or four, to actually get a deal done. Other GMs get paid, too. And it's not that the front office isn't trying to do anything. I think there's been enough out there that, no, they're they're looking to make a move. But the other team has to want the pieces that you're offering. And right now, okay, we know – the only thing we know is that they, they've talked with Philly about Ben Simmons, and obviously – According to Philly, which, in my opinion, this is just them trying to up Simmons' values, it has to start at De'Aaron Fox. I think enough has gone on that we know that De'Aaron Fox does not need to be included in a deal for Ben Simmons. I think I think Philly has tried everything from trying to say, like, oh, no, we're open to a reunion to try to leverage his value. And there are 29 other teams in the NBA that just they're just not biting on it. I'm wondering if there's – is there any – who's, like, the worst star player for a team? And is there any way that, like, I mean... By worse, you mean, like... Like, lowest value. I mean, this is not the worst star, but Zach Levine or something. Like, who's the number one... Who's the worst number one option? And, like, yeah, Shea... Like, would you... Would OKC, they probably would, trade Shea Gilgis, or or would they include... Like, would they include... Or want to even include him into in a uh, in a trade package for Ben? I, I mean, don't think so. I no. don't either. You mean, that's all, that's what, that's I think you it, have. I think it literally has to start at some team's second option. Like, yeah, I, don't, I think that's the best you're going to get. And even then, I mean, for the Kings, like, I don't. I, it's going to take a lot to get rid of Tyrese. But like, we but we've seen a couple deals leaked about what they were looking for, and they weren't even looking for the second option mm-hmm. as far as players coming back. You know, they want these massive trade pick returns. But in the Spurs case, they're looking at a guy like Keldon Johnson, who is Keldon Johnson solid. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like Olympian, Olympian Keldon Johnson, Come on. gold or possible, silver medalist, possible we'll see gold medalist Keldon or silver, tonight. or silver yep. medalist. But you know what? The Kings have one of those on their roster too. So hey, now. But what I'm saying is like they weren't even. It seemed like looking for the number two option on the team, whether it's Keldon Johnson. You look at the Warriors deal; they wanted Wiggins or Wiseman. That's a fourth or fifth yeah. option on yeah. that squad. So I think they understand that, okay, nobody's going to give us a number one back. We're probably, if we want someone's number two, we're going to have to, you know, let off of all these draft picks. To me, I was like, I look at what Philly is like. I'm calling Toronto and be like, hey, are you interested in just swapping Siakam straight up number one? Toronto probably says no, right? I would imagine Philly says no. I I don't think Philly would, that seems like I mean I don't know. I just don't see the. But if the, you're trying to win now and you're looking again for a number one option from somebody, to me that's the only one. That I mean makes that's some the most sense yeah. unless they can work a Dame deal. Well, th- you're not getting Dame. Yeah, which that's kind that's, of been swept under the rug. By yeah. the way, that's like okay, Dude. we're talking about Dame anymore. It's just only Siakam yeah. and and yeah. Simmons. But if you're if you're Portland and Philly, it's like come on. If you're really looking at a number two, and again, you're not going to get a draft pick haul from them. I CJ no. McCollum's your best no. option at that point. I think Daryl Morey knows that he's going to get cents on the dollar for Simmons. He's just trying to get 76 cents instead of 71 at this point. Well, we've seen it happen, like especially at the MLB deadline. Like You see people have their offers in, and they, okay, no, we don't want that right now. We don't want it. Okay, well, guess what? When it gets down to the last 10, 5 minute even, Breaking news out of the NBA, um, <laughs> Memphis is trading Grayson Allen to Milwaukee. Wow. So there you go. Wow. The floodgates have opened. Wow. But anyways, The my, rich get richer. Yes. My, my, my point being is that the offers are out there. It's going to be a dire situation at some point because it sounds like the, the relationship between Ben Simmons and the front office is irreparable based on multiple reports. Uh, so at some point, Maury's going to have to say, hey, 
maybe we will take the three first-round picks and Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley. That's the best offer we're going to have. I mean, if you're looking at it from a draft pick standpoint, I think that will be the best offer. And I don't know how either of you – are you both down with the idea of – I'm going to throw this out there. Buddy and Bagley and three first for Ben Simmons. Do you do that? Yes. If that's what gets it done, I guess eventually, but I three seems like a lot. If it's two, you're all in then? Yeah. What if the third one has a protection? Again, I'm just throwing these that's out fun. there. Yeah. Two of the protection seems yeah. like it'd be the more realistic offer. Yeah. I don't think it'd be three straight up. I think two of the yeah. protection from Monty would be like, yeah, I mean, yeah. we want protection. And I've always here. said if they want swaps, cool, but there needs to be additional protections on picks and swaps if you want those included. Well, we, yes. we talked about before we started record, before Chris got here. If you're Maury, do you want Wiseman, Wiggins, and three firsts from Golden State? Two firsts from Golden two State. Two firsts or Buddy, Bagley, and three firsts, like one protected from the Kings. It's like, well, if, they, if you take the Warriors offer, those first-round picks, assuming because you have Curry, Draymond, Clay, they're all under contract. Simmons. And <laughs> Simmons. Sin- they're going to be like in – Playoffs, like every single, mm-hmm. it's gonna be like a twenty first, twenty fifth pick. Like I would say, the yeah. Kings offers more lucrative. Yeah, you're, yeah. those picks will probably picks, be in the yeah. teens, right? Yeah, I, I would rather take the Warriors player hall though. Sure, no, and, and that's, so that's where it balances out, and that's, that's where me point. and Frankie but were at with that too. I think, I mean, that's a good point about the the draft. I wasn't even thinking about the the the. I mean, in that case, I would say. For sure, not three picks then, because for me, the Kings draft pick. The reason why I don't want to give three is. That if there's any gold in in draft picks, it is mm-hmm. Sacramento Kings yes, 100. future draft picks because you're assuming it's going to go wrong. You're whatever, assu- you're, I mean, whatever they do, you're assuming it's going to go wrong. Not only assuming, you can you can look at the history and say like, there's no reason to think. Other, I mean, yeah, 100. Um, percent It's and especially I, the idea too. If you're tough. if I you're mean, the yeah. Sixers and you're getting those picks. I don't think the idea is to use the picks. I think Maury is then taking those picks and using maybe them. you maybe mm-hmm. taking Tobias Harris's money and be like, all right, we'll give you Tobias and three first for Bradley you know, Star. Right, sure. Yeah. And I think so that's why to me for the Sixers, the Kings trade would be and it's not like Buddy Buddy Hield Wiggins is a better overall player, in my opinion, but when you talk about the skill set that Philly needs, Buddy is probably a better yeah. fit there. They need yeah. a knockdown shooter. Yeah. Like, better than Danny Green, too. They don't, <laughs> they don't need Danny. I mean, Danny, Danny Green's back in Philly, he's though, back baby. For two years. Like, okay. I, he got buddy. two and 20. Yeah. We need to applaud Danny I mean, Wiggins' Green contract, contract is contract. also ridiculous. <laughs> just, Buddy Heald, just, just trade for Buddy Heald. Give yeah. us Ben Simmons. You know, Why are you win, saying win. it like this? Like, come on, guys. Yeah, I'm just kind of whispering there. He's, hey, yeah. Maury, come on. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know. I. I think. If I mean, if that's really what it comes down to, like I said, I'll. I'll. I'll sign me up because getting Ben Simmons at least for the Kings that may potentially at least put them. You would hope. You would hope that if you're making that deal, those picks and thanks to the Stipian rule, it'll be mm-hmm. you know twenty twenty two and then twenty four or whatever. Yeah. So you have those year gaps where you can if the can if it doesn't work out at least they'll have one pick um i you would think that they would be a playoff team and that would hopefully at least like you said about the warriors raise that right. to a fifth seed i don't know that's what i mean i think they would grab those picks and they would try to trade them immediately yeah, yeah. i mean we, we we talk about all this when the talk isn't even been it's it's Sia, pascal yeah. siakam is the talk of a town right now kings fans are clamoring for some siakam in their morning cup of coffee. Who do you guys like more, Siakam or Simmons? Simmons. Same. It's okay. I, I, yeah. I think there's a conversation to be had. I think but, Siakam yeah. would be cheaper, though, right? 
I think Siakam's uh, margi- same, same, marginally same player deals. I, like not, I think less like, picks. I like Siakam. I would hope. I only like Siakam more because it's more realistic for us to trade for him. But I would love mm. to have if I had a choice. Like oh Ben Simmons. If like I know mm. the GM's gonna say yes for the offer, I want Ben Simmons. But I feel like it's more likely for us to trade for Siakam. But it is a bummer because he'll be out for the first month, and it's just it's a whole other thing. That'd be but, well worth the wait, though. I think but, at that point. But that lineup, the defensive yeah. lineup of then, Fox, yeah. Halliburton, Barnes, Siakam, uh, Holmes, that's pretty enticing to me. If you trade for Siakam and then he has to miss a month, and you're trading Buddy Heald and Marvin for him, I'm, that month could be pretty. Pretty detrimental. Depending yeah. on the schedule, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Was, last year was a buzzsaw to yeah. open the year. So. Yeah. I mean, but at least I think they're a little more prepared this year I mean, for something yeah. like that from a depth standpoint. Because yeah. let's just face it, last year, I, I told Frankie this because we were, we were talking about Walton and people complaining about rotations. I'm like, the dude was playing at the beginning of the year before the trade deadline, like legitimately six NBA players and like the corpse of Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. Like, what were you expecting? Yeah. Yeah, the, the bench, I mean, again, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of pivot into the, the bench or the, the moves the Kings have made, which are only bench moves. But talking about is how horrible that bench was. Yeah. And today you see one of the pieces that bench, Nemanja Bielitsa, is saying how he's so thrilled to be part mm-hmm. of finally a winning <laughs> yeah. organization. It's like, bro, do you know you played for the Miami Heat who were in the finals <laughs> or what? Sacramento Kings. Yeah, the Sacramento <laughs> Kings are winners. Like, like, winning. Winning. Uh, winning. Well, <laughs> yeah. well yeah. let's just face it. His Miami stint did not go well no. last year. No. no. But I would say the Kings, when you talk about winning trades, no one talks about the Kings winning the Harkless yes, Bielitsa trade. We did, though. Which... I was so hyped for Chris Silva, which is funny <laughs> I enough. Know. I was he like, was... oh, we got Chris Silva, Siva, whatever. He I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the uh, bench at the start of the year, I mean, how many of those guys? Daquan Jeffries, I don't think is on an NBA roster. Glenn Robinson the third. Daquan Jeffries was on two NBA rosters after the Kings let him go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else was it? Was Glenn Robinson, uh, Nemanja uh, Bielitsa, yeah. Corey Joseph, Co- Kojo, just Hassan Whiteside. Detroit, right? Hassan Whiteside. The bench yeah. the Kings have now, yeah. and not to be like, I don't think, oh my, it's so much better, but it is. It's very yeah. improved. Yes. When you look no, at the they, fact they have depth of NBA players yeah. now, the bench <laughs> as of right now with the trade blooming, the bench right now is Davion Mitchell, who's a rookie, but he looks strong with that in a little bit. Oh, Ter- he'll be getting plenty of PT. Terrence Davis, Mo Harkless, Tristan Thompson, Alex Len. That's right, and Chemezi Metu will sprinkled in too. Right now, if that trade goes through, that's also assuming that we trade Buddy. I mean, yeah. that, that doesn't have Ty- you know Tyrese is I guess or Buddy would be mm-hmm. technically our backup too. There's like, a scenario where Buddy Marvin does stay. Too. Yeah, so. yeah, and Marvin. That's like look at those twelve guys and look at. Look at roster spots six through twelve as compared to last year. It's night and day. It's Again, night and day. this this is really good. This is going to make them a much better team. But the way the roster is currently set, it's still not balanced. Like this is still not a playoff team, in my opinion. This is a team that, if all goes well, will be competing in the play. And if all goes well, but I don't look at this team and be like, oh yeah, they're making a big playoff push. Yeah, next they, year. they need a needle pusher. And like, yeah, well, again. If can if you could imagine replacing those bench minutes with Hassan Whiteside, which were except for the Brooklyn game where he had like twenty seven and fifteen, or he went just off, uh, putting Alex Lennon in in those spots, Mo Harkless, like who was good down the stretch, Terrence Davis over the the Kojo minutes, it's yeah maybe you get like two three more wins, but you don't get like that big push into a playoff spot that you get from a Siakam or Ben Simmons type move. Oh. They need that needle pushing move to be in the playoffs. This team can compete for the play-in, and that's a really sad statement. I'm sorry, I'm not. I am. Not, I know there's still a section of the fan base is like, you know, the play-in is really good. You know, it's like, no, it's not. 
It's not. If you make the playoffs, mm. that's good. Making the play-in doesn't mean a Chris damn long, thing. Chris has long been a uh, uh, we should not be aiming for the play-in, which no, I agree. It's, it's I agree pathetic. With. I agree like, with aiming it. for the it's play-in so is sad. pathetic. It's just like it's it the sad. most disgusting. Like the, the Spurs have been in the playoffs as long as the Kings haven't been in the playoffs, and they're like devastated that they are now in the position where they're fighting for play-in. Right. Like, yeah. This that's should, what good organizations should be yeah, devastated. Like, sure, yeah. it'd be fun and, like, refreshing to, like, be, okay, we're on a national televised game, we win, we go on to the 8 game. It's like, yeah, that's fun, but it's like, why don't we just be good enough to be in the watching that game on TV while we wait for a first-round matchup? Like, I'd love for, for the Kings to be in that position in the next year or two where, hey, we're the 5-6 seed, and we're just going to wait and see what happens. Like, have fun beating the hell out of each other in the playing game. We wait, kind of like the MLB wild card or game. At the like, very go least, ahead. you know what? You're a strong seven, right? And you mm-hmm. know you're going to wipe out anyone in the oh, league and be in the playoffs. It's official. The Kings have announced they have re-signed Rashawn Holmes. Bam! There Bang. it is. Frankie, all your fears have gone away. Turns out that was a cryptic message saying it's ready to go. It's ready. RTG. Um, no details uh, on the money. That's no details, no <laughs> details on the money, which is hilarious. Um, but anyways, yeah, they need they need the needle pushing move. They can't keep towing around the plan. Sure, it'd be fun to like have a 500 record and be in the plan. Sure, I'm not going to say that. I'm not. If they make the plan, the season's not a failure. It's not really a success either. But I would really hope a move is coming now that the news mm-hmm. is starting to come out. The reports are being confirmed. <laughs> that's a great point. That's the first big one yeah. to fall. What's next? I mean, we have you know, 20, 30 minutes left. Whatever we have left, but maybe something else happens on this. Isn't it a little pod. strange? Was it? I, I was it Woj who broke that. Uh, Sham, Sham's yeah. broke that news. Woj also was the one who was saying the Buddy Heel uh, trade was going to happen. Correct? Yeah, I feel like Shams came in with the Washington hasn't side. Hasn't Woj kind of had a little spotty of a record? I mean, without the glaring uh, first, and he was first for uh, well, with the, well, first and goal. Look at it from the Kings' standpoint. But, to your point, the DiFincenzo thing was a the Milwaukee was it was a Woj mm-hmm. tweet. The Lakers. Being close to the Kings buddy deal, that was a Woj tweet. I'm trying to think what else, but it definitely seems like Shams is starting to kind of upend him on some of these things, depending on who his yeah. sources are and the different organizations. Um, yeah, interestingly enough, because, yeah, Woj says Kings, Lakers, damn near done. Mm-hmm. Here comes Shams out of nowhere with the Wizards side of it. And if you ever go in Lakers Twitter, they always say Shams actually is more in tune with the Lakers organization than Woj's. So that's not, it wasn't entirely shocking to see that. It just really comes down to who is sourced where. And Shams has done a really good job of getting yeah. really good sources when these organizations. Yeah, man. It's, it's just wild. I, it's like, I, Woj is always like, if Woj tweets it, it's confirmed. And now, especially it seems mm-hmm. like with King's news, like, I don't want to say don't trust Woj, but like, He's kind but of been like just, down on the Kings too. Yeah, like, no, he had, I disagree. Like, Did you see his tweet when they resigned Terrence Davis? He I think that, he owes yeah. them a couple favors uh, as far yeah. as spinning some news positive. He said he would bring good depth or something. Yeah, like, like yeah. adds yeah. to okay. Sacramento's Thanks. young depth that they're oh, building. He did like usually, one of those supplemental yeah. tweets. Usually, yeah. Yeah. Oh, usually he never does yeah. that either. Like, to oh my, me, what a great move by the by yeah. the to Lakers. Me, that's a favor. He finally did. That's a favor from him to the organization. That is a favor. A couple bad reports. It's a favor, but yeah, it is like fun watching Shams and Woj battle it out. And like Shams kind of did have a leg up on him this offseason, like he does so far. But um, you know, interesting. Right now, that doesn't matter. Kings yep. are announcing the news. Yep. What else is going to happen today? We'll see. Uh, but how, know, how we are we feeling? Go through the free agent. <laughs> yeah, but before we go into just a, a quick little summer league, like summer league recap, uh, 
how do we feel about that bench? Like these moves so far, yeah, though. Like officially, let's go thumbs up, how thumbs do we, down. Do we, are we thumbs upping Terrence Davis? Let's go individual. Thumbs up. Terrence thumbs Davis. Up. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go thumbs up. Brings nice depth. A nice little spark plug. X factor. Played well off the bench last year. I'm fine with he's it. He's a spark plug. He definitely is a spark plug. And again, we talked about it. The Buddy Heald replacement. Like mm-hmm. he's very similar. He can knock down threes, hustles. But the thing he does well that Buddy Heald does not, which is go to the rack hard. He can get to the free throw line. Look at that price difference too. Price difference too. Uh, Mo Harkless, how are we feeling? Thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs sideways? I'm I'm like, eh, like thumbs in the middle for you. Yes. What's interesting is I looked at when you look at Mo Harkless's numbers, they're not impressive at all. No. And I feel like watching Mo Harkless, I was like, I enjoy, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like he's doing good things out there. So I'm in the middle because I'm like, did we see, like, eyeball test looks great. The numbers say he was not Bad. great. Yeah. Does that mean maybe next year it'll come together? Does that mean maybe – I'm just trying to figure out which right. side is wrong or is correct, I should say. I'm thumbs up just because it's a, it was a cheap contract. There he provides is, depth. You can play the three or the four, which is super important, especially because right now Harrison Barnes is the only guy that can do that. I'm fine with it. It's a thumbs up, but it's not like a two thumbs up, like this is a great move. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's like – I'm like a thumbs almost all the way up. It's I liked – the fact that he came here, it seemed like he just was excited to be playing basketball again when he came mm-hmm. here. He was kind of buried in the bench in Miami, which was a bummer because he was a big part of those Portland teams. And I could just kind of get the vibe that he liked being here. Yeah. And there was like that video, that cool video of him interacting with those fans after the game that one time. Still wearing gear in the offseason. I think the fans really, really liked him. And the whole Kate, uh, Chris Ops thing when he was, I think that kind of won the fan base <laughs> over too. Uh, and I he, again, he's his depth. It's basically an upgrade he's over the, the Glenn Robinson move. It's an upgrade over the Glenn Robinson he's move. Twenty eight years old. Yeah, he's young. Like he's like, like entering he's been in the for fifteen his, years. His, his he, prime, if you will. He's young for a guy that seems like he's been around since I was like in high school. Yeah, which is, like, yeah he, 10 like, years he seems ago. like he played on the ninety eight Bulls. Yeah, so um, <laughs> he, he 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 can play, play defense. With T-Mac and, yeah, he can fill in if if Harrison Barnes gets injured or, or anyone else mm-hmm. in the in the forward spot. So uh, yeah, and then of course, uh, last but not least. The return. Alex Len. Uh, how do you guys think? How do you feel about it? That That's a thumbs in the middle for me. I mean, he's just... Really? Depth. He's depth. He can come in off the bench, give you some decent minutes. Let's also not forget, Alex Lynn played for, like, I think four teams last year. I think it was two. No, I, it was, was it? at least three. Look at Alex Lynn from last season. He played at least three teams. Where are you in terms of, like... Hassan versus uh, Alex, Alex Lynn's Len. better is than Hassan. Huge, okay. That's a huge upgrade, in my opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a huge upgrade because I don't think either of them are great. But it is, yeah. it is an upgrade. Alex Len last season played for two teams, Toronto and Washington. I could have swore well, he played for three teams last year. And he year. was much better on Washington than he was with Toronto. Interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go one thumb up. Uh, I think Alex brought some toughness to the team that they didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's an interesting side by side with uh, with Rashawn. Uh, you know, Rashawn isn't. We saw Rashawn struggle with some of the really bigger. You know, the Stephen Adams, Valanciunas's. The, I always talk about those guys of the world. Um, I think you know Alex Len can give you a good ten minutes max per game. Um, and you know, if if that's what he's here for, that's fine. But um, you know, yeah, I, I hope to not see many. 25 minute Alex No, that be that, that would make it a loss. Yeah. Here's a Alex Lynn fun fact. He was waived by the Raptors on January 19th after 13 regular season games to become the first Toronto Raptor never to physically play in Toronto. 
Wow. Wow. The only Raptor. They were in Florida last year. They so were the Florida Raptors. Yep. He was the only Raptor to never play in Toronto. Wow. He, um, wow. I'm going to give it a thumbs up just because of the fact that he is, he's a block per game. He rebounds. Yeah. And I would say arguably he was one of the biggest trade deadline acquisitions like that worked out for the Kings like in recent memory because he came over and immediately was like, yeah. I mean, the numbers of Sacramento, it was limited, but uh, six points a game, six boards. Uh, a block per game, and I know he had a couple double doubles. Mm-hmm. It, it's just he brings a, an energy off the bench that Hassan Whiteside didn't last year. Hassan Whiteside mm-hmm. came in and it was immediately just dead. Just his feet are flat on the ground. He's not yeah. chasing blocks. He just is waiting for people to come to him, putting his his arms up. I mean, Lemwolly's go to the ball. Like he'll go to the shot. Hassan was never known as an athletic marvel, but yeah, as he has gotten older, he has gotten a lot slower mm-hmm. and just you know. Again, Hassan is a great third center at this point to me. Like yeah. in Utah, he'll be fine. Well, he'll be if, fine coming off yeah. the bench. Yeah, with other former King Rudy Gabe. That's right. Yeah, Rudy Gabe signed in Utah. Well, I was kind of on board with until we got the the Harkless situation. I thought Rudy Gabe, not because mm. of the fact he was a King and I like him. Like mm. I just think. That kind of bench it's wing would have been fine. Piece. Yeah. I just don't think Rudy Gay would be okay with coming back to. Oh, Sacramento. he would not want to come yeah. back here. I don't think. But um, I think that's it as far as yeah. the the new moves until for now. I, I mean, mean, yeah. Well, I'm curious, Tristan Thompson. We we don't know yet what's happening. I am very much thumbs down. I just don't see yeah. the fit. I, he himself, the personality, he just seems like a a big show kind of guy. Los Angeles, I think even Dallas would be fine with him. You know, he he's. It, I, it could just be because of the Kardashian lifestyle as he it's got drafted right. he's by a Clipper. He got drafted by the clip or by the Cavs though. So, but you know, he could he can play in a small he, market. He got but, paid because Rich yeah. Paul's his agent. He's yeah. such a First Clippers though. I, I can see him being on the Clippers. Like I don't know. I just with Tristan Thompson, like, he's fine. As bench depth, he's yeah. fine. And I don't like the – I thought – I just think DeLon Wright, if you're just looking from a player-for-player player standpoint, is a much rather. better yeah. basketball DeLon player. Was, DeLon, DeLon Wright was great like and last year. He, he was very good. You hear issues with Tristan Thompson and motivation a lot of times. Mm. It's just like, that's like the last guy we need. I yeah. I thought when I first saw the trade, I'm like, okay, maybe this is the prep in case Rashawn bounces and they need something there. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. But with Rashawn resigning – with Alex Lynn off the bench, you still have Damian Jones and Chemezi Metsu. It's like he's not; it's not it's necessary. Weird, and it's also a lot of money. It's I think he's making nine or ten. Yeah, mil, it's, it's uh, a little this more, year, little it's, more than Delon. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, exactly. It's also money. more than what we what we and they're both on expiring, so that doesn't make any sense. No, it's it's not, especially with the Len news. It's like why would you sign Alex mm-hmm. Len then if we're trading for Tristan Thompson? But yeah. then again, we haven't heard anything about this trade going we through. So which is yeah. why I'm thinking. And I hope, and a lot of Kings fans out there I've seen are hoping that the return for DeLon Wright is in something bigger than just Tristan Thompson. Or it could have just been the the trade gets reported early when indeed maybe this trade was contingent. Was this Woj? It. We need to check. Was it Woj? Wasn't it Woj? <laughs> I, think, I think it was. <laughs> I think it was Woj. Yeah, it was. He said Sacramento is or Sacramento is acquiring Tristan Thompson. So That's all I'm all saying said. is there could be some contingencies on this trade that were either not reported or not told to the reporter. I don't know. Again, yeah. it's it's past is this. The, it's been three is hours. This the Why hasn't this gone Woj? <laughs> is this the downfall of Woj? I think what we're seeing it in front of down Woj? <laughs> I feel like people would blame us. People would yes. be mad at us, definitely. Would Are we like, starting a revolution? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ten, ten episode podcast <laughs> series on the Sacramento Kings yeah. organization bringing down Woj. Sacramento ten. Tea Party. Let's yep. do it. Um, uh, that's interesting because I know also it has been reported that the deal isn't is being continually worked on, correct? Like, mm-hmm. I think that was Mark Stein, or I, I should have gotten it's my sources just, right. But. For, it's such a 
it's such an awkward deal because it's pretty straightforward. Like, what what are it we seems working that way, on? Because that's the thing. It's like there's it's confusing to me if this becomes something right. bigger. Like, if this becomes, let's just if say Pascal Siakam or something sure. like that now comes back to the Kings. It's like, was that was this always the plan from jump, or mm-hmm. did this like develop throughout time? Because it clearly seems like the deal that was initially reported, regardless of what comes of it was reported too soon. Right. I'm just going to be super annoyed if that is the actual trade. It goes through it. It doesn't happen until yeah. like 8 <laughs> o'clock tonight, and we've been waiting for Set. hours, and it's just the same. Tom's I will, hit, Tom's I will <laughs> hit everything in my four. I will lose years. my mind. Like, <laughs> what? Oh, oh, yeah, they had it on a second-round pick, too. Yeah, uh, yeah oh that's what held it yeah. up. It's like it's, a second-round pick that's protected 31 through 58. A 2027 <laughs> protected second-round pick. It's like, shut the hell up. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens yeah. again if this comes out. And things happen. We're sorry, but we're recording this at noon. Sorry. So, oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. Uh, anyways, just to end this, because I know you have to probably leave in a few minutes. Uh, what were your general thoughts? The California Classic ended this, you know, I think it was, what is today? Friday ended two days ago. Yep. Uh, fun time. Fun to be back in the stadium. Fun to watch some summer league <laughs> basketball. Well, we can say fun, but it was it was something. Uh, there was your, basketball. Your general thoughts on what you experienced at the California Classic, Jay. Uh, overall, it's a great production by the Kings. And when you got two nights of non-NBA players selling out the lower level, that's really good. And it just goes to show that it's a really fun event. I, I like the fact that it's an affordable way, again, if you're a Kings fan, to come see some new fresh faces, to come see some second-year guys that maybe you have some hope for. So for the overall event is fine. The Kings do a great production there. From a basketball standpoint, obviously on the floor, you got sloppy play everywhere, and that's just to be expected. These guys don't. They just play. met each other. They, they just met. met each other. They're they're running through offense and defensive sets. To, they don't know each other. Um, from a king standpoint, I, I I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but I don't put any stock into anything I see in summer league. Other than did you just absolutely suck? Then the, the red flags come up. I liked what Davion Mitchell did, especially in night one. He looks like he's going to be fun. He looks like he's going to be a rotation piece from day one. Um, looking forward to watching him in the Vegas Summer League. But again, not going to make any any sort of major predictions from that. I guess the I, I enjoyed watching Emmanuel Terry. He's a lot of fun to watch. Um, Jameis Ramsey in, only played in night two. Nothing there. Robert Woodard was a little perplexing, though. That That jump shot was... Ugh. I know we don't want to be concerned about, like, again, Summer League, but... At but least that's we, what I mean. When you suck in Summer League, and offensively, he was not good shooting the ball. And we <laughs> talked to multiple people, like, they're like, oh, yeah, he's been working on a shot. He's been working on a shot. Mm-hmm. Have, has he? With whom? Yeah. Because he had a bunch of open looks for three, and Chris and I was like, oh, Bob. Oh, oh. Nope. It's it not wasn't even, even the three. It's not even close. mid-range. Oh, 15-footers. Uh, didn't see him really get to the rim either, which it's is just, if you're going to have yeah, that cu- body. like A couple oops that were yeah, nice, it's, but it's, yeah, it's he, one of he those, also missed, he mishandled a couple oops mm-hmm. too. It's one of those things where like there was a, a contingency of fans that were like, Robert Woodard needs to be playing regular minutes yeah. last year. And it's just like, A, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And B, like you start to see it. These guys, just because they he played, you know, he showed some promise in the G League bubble, but that doesn't always translate at the NBA level, especially yeah. for a rookie second round pick. And I think people see one thing and it's like we get we and I was telling Frankie this. I think there is still a large level of the fan base that is set in the idea that Luke Walton is an awful coach. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to say Luke Walton is a great coach, but it's like we start to point to things like the why isn't Robert Woodard playing? Why isn't Kyle Guy playing? How could they let go of Daquan Jeffries? It's like these guys are 
as of right now, fringe NBA players. Not to say they can't improve and you know be rotation guys on a team, but like we we grasp onto fringe players, and I don't know why. <laughs> there's no reason. I mean, there's no reason why any roster should have more than one rotational spot for a developmental sure. player like that. I mean, you're I trying think, to win basketball games. I think Harry Giles is like the perfect example of like that's the exact type of person that you give. 10 minutes yes. to sparingly in games and hope that he shows so much in those 10 minutes that you then are like, we have to play this guy more. But I mean, Robert Woodard and guys like, I mean, to bring it back to Harry Giles, Harry Giles, I remember in, in G league would go 25, yep. 10 yeah. and eight. Dude. And it's like, what is, well, well let's play this he, guy now. unless your scowl was here. They, I remember they said it down well. to Stockton. He'd put up like 30 and yeah. 15 in one Here's the thing about Harry Giles. He got a shot. He was mm-hmm. the starting center the for thing. like yep. two months, a month yeah. and a half. He was the starting center. Mm-hmm. And he got a shot. And may, maybe, he'll, maybe he'll come back. And, and he, he had some games like where he'd have like 10 and eight and everything. But, you know. It's, it remains to be seen, but yep. Jay is stepping out. Jay he has some fatherly out. duties. Gotta go pick up the child. I'll see y'all later. Jay, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Dodgers. Go Dodgers! Yankees will see in the World Series, maybe. Probably not. I highly doubt that. <laughs> I doubt it, too. Later, guys. Later, later Jay. Jay. But anyways, the uh, yeah, California Classic, it was something. We did somewhat enjoy it. We enjoyed being back in the stadium more yeah. so than anything, but... Uh, night one was definitely a lot more fun than night two. <laughs> yeah, night one. Uh, yeah, Davion going off was fun. Uh, yeah, like you guys said, Emmanuel Terry was was exciting to see. Uh, night two had some had some a different kind of energy though. Uh, we, well, coming into it, we didn't even know who was going to be playing. Yes. We, we were talking to Brendan uh, Brendan Nunez, who was on with us a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. We were we were just saying, hey, tonight might be kind of a dud if if Jemias and and uh, Davion and all those guys are out. I think. Uh, Nemeas also Nemeas mm-hmm. Cato wasn't expected to play, and then all of a sudden, oh, everyone's Everyone. active. <laughs> it kind of changed. Like, oh, well, we might actually get some good stuff mm-hmm. tonight, and it just was kind of a dud. The game. Dud. Davion struggled. Robert Woodard struggled. Lewis King had a good game. Uh, that's pretty much the only takeaways. It wasn't really anything noteworthy. King Mac Blue- McClung, dude, he Mac he McClung set the world on fire with his eight total points in summer league. Oh my god! I think Bleacher Report was like, oh my god, <laughs> Mac McClung. But it was uh, Kings blowing fourth quarter leads. It's it's a thing in August as well. It it, it did seem like very regular season form blowing a lead mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. But again, it is summer league. We're not going to take all these things away. And let's please not get all upset these about people are taking away the fact that Davion Mitchell after the first night. I posted like, oh, he he had a great you know first mm-hmm. night and twenty three points in your first ever NBA summer league game with three steals on fifty percent shooting. Yeah. That's a good debut, and people it are like, oh, why use a point guard? He had one assist. Well, now we have another guy who can't pass. Oh, my God, he had three rebounds in 30 minutes. Okay, he's ma- he's probably six yeah. feet tall with shoes on. Yeah, no, he's very short. Do you expect 10 rebounds a game from him? Or I, uh, three rebounds is great for a guard, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's, I would say that's probably above average, if not average for a guard, let alone someone who's six feet tall. Also, it's one summer league. Also, game. it's summer league. Also, uh, he's not. He's just not ever going to be a, a eight assist guy. Like he's no. he's not a distributor. That's not why they drafted him. Even in you know in in college, I don't think he had many twenty point scoring games. So for him to get twenty three in his first NBA game, if anything, to me is just. I mean, it's it's an amazing sign for it, anyone to score twenty three points in a it, game, but 
He has it in his bag. He's got it in his – he's got a shot. He's got an NBA shot. He took, I think, two threes off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made his, his first, first one. Yep, his first shot. Uh, that's super encouraging. He wasn't afraid to attack the rim, which is encouraging. I think he'll have to figure out how to get really crafty down and there. And the free throws were a, are a concern. I mean, not even just like, again, what we talk about, not to be hypocritical of – or going to need jerk reaction, but the free throw shooting was bad in college too. Mm-hmm. That's something that we, we can't have two guards that are both bad free throw shooters, but that has to improve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing really, no major, major takeaways. I wouldn't even say like, well, the defense. oh, let's pencil in Davion Mitchell for starting guard sec- or even like, you know, whatever, second team all NBA or all rookie, um, which I hope he at least is. But, you know, I, I hope. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to confidently say, like, this is a guy that we can he, – he's going to struggle. I think he's going to, at points, really struggle. and Not really struggle, but he's going to show some some weakness during his, his rookie year. It's going to happen. It happened with Tyrese even. Um, but the defense but yeah. is, is the, the key point, and the defense the never looked – the net never mm-hmm. looked – as advertised, mm-hmm. he was the pesky, in-your-face, mm-hmm. like, pressuring defender. And, and that'll keep him on the court, and that'll be the thing that – for 82 games, regardless of if his offense is good, we hope that he shows up defensively every night. And these are like were strip steals too. Like they were like mm-hmm. just poking the. Like it wasn't like oh cutting off the passing lane or anything. He nah, he was pressuring in. the ball, poking it free, breaking away fast break. It was just like really fun to watch. Yeah. So, um, obviously, summer league is coming up with Vegas. Uh, Vegas, Vegas, baby. A lot remains to be seen on what the Kings are going to do. It's on the ninth, correct? Uh, first game? It starts Sunday. We our first game is on the ninth, yeah. but it begins Sunday, so we're going to be facing a uh, Leangelo Ball, I think. Yes, Leangelo. Yes, Leangelo. Jello. The, and uh, I told Chris I had the game. Like, oh, I was yeah, like, he's, nah. no, like Lamelo's not playing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I didn't say Lamelo. Yeah. I said Leangelo, yes. the sunglass stealer. <laughs> sorry, is that not appropriate? I'm. Sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. did it? Was it confirmed? I think he got. Sorry. I think he was let off. Uh, I think he was like part. I think. Like his, he was with like two or three guys, and one of them stole it. And then they're just like, "We're not going to college anymore." Yeah, that is that is literally exactly what (laughs) what happened. We're just gonna leave. Go go to Latvia. My dad's gonna create his own league, and then yeah, we're gonna go Latvia. I think it was Latvia, which is Chris Stapp's land. Like, what the hell is going on out there? A little bit. I don't even remember, but it might have been Lithuania. Um. I think that's, that's all I got. I mean, yeah. I mean, just for, from anything else from summer league, like we almost saw a fight. Yeah, that's what that's that's what I was talking about when I was like, there was a different energy night too. Uh, was, people were coming for throats. People were coming for throats. It Do was, we need to have a Laker fan conversation? Because they're different. They are different, and I I don't want to come like work no, yeah. and be like, oh, we're but <laughs> also I don't want to show up in the Kings first Kings Laker game and just have like a bunch of Laker fans standing. But they behind are, us. but the, and not everyone. No, because like it, it, but they're toxic. <laughs> I would say not every Laker fan. However, I have not ran into a Laker fan that is not toxic. I would say at least obnoxious. And these guys in, were in their ob- own way. These guys like were wanting to fight. Like they were the, le- the, legitimately asking for a fight. Just to kind of put it in a quick story, there was a group of guys that were in front of the media section. They they were younger guys, you know, younger than us. We we're both 26, Probably 27 yeah. and they were younger than us and they just were you know, talking trash with the Kings yeah. and this, this Kings fan out in the front was like clapping or he's up and clapped he was, about he was standing up was watching cheering, Summer League he was which cheering, was which excessive is, yeah. I, I would probably if I were just someone's <laughs> if I were somebody's team's dad like the Yankees or the A's yeah. if I could if I could give an example which the Lakers are definitely the Kings dads sorry Kings fans uh, which I am the Lakers are our dads um, anyway 
uh, you know, they're going to make fun of us. They're they're go- like if you're standing intensely watching a summer league basketball game, like it is Game Seven yeah. of the NBA Finals, which like, is kind of what they were saying too. Yes, and then the Kings fan, I, I think he just said something like, kind of like. I mean, let him live. Like, let the dude. Like, he's want. He's this is summer. Anyways, like, the this context could be doesn't matter. Yeah. Point is, it's they fine. like so. Let's go outside. So, like, literally, this whole brouhaha started up, and, and the security came in, and they were yelling at the security. Chris and I were just standing there, literally eating <laughs> our popcorn and our golden one cookie, just like, all right, well, we're just gonna watch this unfold. And let's give uh, the yeah. biggest shout out to uh, Kings ushers and uh, and um, security staff. That was tough because man, they were the getting, things we they just just verbally abused. Man. Getting, and I've never seen someone get so verbally dunked on, and we were just like, bro, just, bro, just, just walk away. Yeah. Just walk, just go but get the cops or something what, like man? that. That's not how Kings ushers do it. They, they know how to handle things. They do. And uh, they should have called it. our guy Lee. They didn't even they, call our they guy didn't Lee. Even over. Call, Lee didn't even get involved. Shout what? out Lee. What? Lee what? loves us, man. Uh, yeah. It was it was absolutely crazy. Different energy. Point is, moral of the story: don't get in fights at For sports sport, games. Yeah. Honestly, how, I can't agree, I can like, agree more. How low life are you? Period. Like think of like the Sons of Four guy in a time like the Sons of Four guys like kind of glorify yeah. like the fighting no. in sports. It's like why are you why fighting? are you fighting for a sports team? They don't like, they don't care about you. They don't know you. That's bro. what. How many times have you and I had conversations? We haven't had them in a while, but like these sports teams don't love us at all like I, I told fever pitch with Jimmy Fallon it's a great quote in there man where he's like obsessed with the Red Sox and and he's at that baseball practice for the team he's coaching and, and he's like well I'm, I can't go on the, the trip to France with my girlfriend like I'm I the, the Yankees are coming to town and then the kids like hey you love the Red Sox have they ever loved you back it's like bro these teams don't even know who you are why are you getting your ass kicked over it yeah like yeah just, just watch the game yeah, and people, I, I get, I don't even get it because I was going to say I get like being obnoxious or being, you know, a little bit too making fun of a fan because whatever. That's about as far as it should get. But like for people, again, yeah, to take it to like, I mean, I've been to a USA Mexico game in the Rose Bowl and like had beer thrown on as an American, like Mexican fans are. Probably, you know, that soccer and Mexican fans are a whole different breed. I love my people, but they go crazy. <laughs> um, I just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's, well, soccer fans are, soccer, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Saw, like, that's a what, literally that a whole wasn't different the, breed. The US, yeah, the USA, Mexico, it's like a week ago, there was people throwing beers onto the, into the, the game. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, yeah, throwing it onto drilled. the field is like a they whole drilled, different thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, we saw the Verdugo thing, like, yeah, the Verdugo that, like, thing, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Things could adapt over the next, like, we're in a very, like, time, we're in a time where things yeah, change like, a yeah. lot, and things are changing. And you see that in baseball, that they're, they're putting up, like, they the nets. Like, there's mm-hmm. a scenario I, I could see in the well, future where they block off all the front sections of all stadiums, and people just don't get to sit within five rows of the, of the playing field. Funny you mention that. Everyone should watch it. I believe it's on August 10th. The Mouse in the Palace uh, Netflix documentary Ooh. is going – I don't think it's like a directly – it's like a part, it's of, a part series, of a series, but, but it's going to be on be The Mouse of the Palace. And I think that is going to spark a lot of conversation Discussion. about what we're talking about right now where it's like – How did this I mean, happen? Because even – I mean right when uh, the baseball season started, remember how many Padres fights there were? There oh was God. like literally like two straight weeks of just Padres fans – Getting in fights and stands and knocking people, which the I guess good to, on people in San Diego, but the Astros came to town. Well, yeah, that, one, that's I mean, that what was it was. the beginning. Yep. And I think, yeah. But anyways, 
Uh, that's wild. But, we're out yeah, there, I don't even know how it's we got not worth it. It's, oh, it was the fight. Yeah. It's it's not worth getting no. into a fight no. uh, in front of like in, if you're like with your girlfriend or your boyfriend also, or, like, or your, your, you your could not look family. any smaller of a person. Like, oh, you're real. Like all I was thinking the whole time is like, bro, you're real tough calling someone out in a stadium of six thousand people. Yeah, with security here. Security. You really think? You're gonna get into a fight on the concourse. People like, think that, people think it's like a veil, like that comes down. Oh, I'm I'm way tougher here now because like it's a controlled area and like you're not you know look soft. You're not in a in a parking lot somewhere. You're in like a, yeah. a highly populated building with plenty also, of like, of things that could happen to break it up. I hate to sound like every old person ever, but think about the children. What about the children? Oh, yeah. Like there's just poor kids who are sitting here. Catching this cross-sectional beef as 117 and 116 are yelling across each other. About to go other, to war. Cursing up a storm. Let's fight. Like, that's, that is traumatizing. <laughs> it like, is. If that was, well, if that was me as a child, I would not feel so. Oh, my the God. The mouse of the palace. And there's footage of, like, those kids crying. It's like, well, damn. Can you imagine being in those sections? Like, yeah. And you never see any kids in those sections. Like, thank God. Yeah. Like, there's no footage of I never see any kids in the footage that, that you see of the Mouse Yeah, I don't the palace, think Ron Artest is just going to knock out a shot. That, but that thing's so funny how, like, he looks at – I think it was at Steven Jackson. He's like, do you think we're going to get in trouble for this? <laughs> Bruh, yes. That is insane. Are like, we, we going to get in trouble for this? Are we going to get in trouble for going up – Beating the, the hell out of all these Pistons yeah. fans? I mean, that's what it's going to be about is about changing the – I mean, they're in their right, but whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, uh, absolutely. I want to push someone's face, yeah. and if they threw a beer at yeah. me, too. Like, yeah. but – Anyways, behave out there, fans. Yes, Everyone please. behave, please. please. Uh, you know, it's 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 just, it's just not worth it. It's just like, not worth it. It's, it's not polite to do. It's not a a a. That is point a. Just, just be just be a good person. Just not polite. Just be a good person. Don't get in a fight. What? Chris Webber's not a Hall of Famer. What do you mean? Oh, I'm gonna well, kick. What? Yeah. It's, it's not that deep. Like I, people talk trash about sports all the time. Yeah. It's not worth coming to physical blows over. No. no. Just. Just sit down. Just sit down. Just like eat it. It's, it's like road fine. rage too. It's yeah. like I've stopped kind of doing my like I don't want to honk my horn or get into because yeah. what if I you know people people die in that yeah. you know, stuff man they get out of their it's cars right. and they and fight it, for what yeah for literally for what I for mean a yeah. two second inconvenience it's wild <laughs> it, it's just you never you can never uh, judge how somebody else's crazy is it's really you know, wild like out here, you, man you really you just don't know like this is why I always say too people need to watch UFC because. It's at the very least informational. Don't get in fights at bars, bro. No, like, oh, I never have, like, never will. TJ Dillashaw could be sitting right next to you, and yep. he looks like Frankie. Like he's—I don't want to call out your height. He's a medium-sized person, <laughs> and he's buff. But you wouldn't think Frankie's a trained assassin with his hands. And there's a bunch of those guys in UFC now. Like that's this, what I'm saying. They look normal. Who is like the other kid that's like really scrawny and coming up? And it's like that kid can fight, and then you watch him, you're like, oh, they're just like actually built different, yes. and they can just. Like, they'll eat punches and they'll just they literally are trained to like to, like beat you yes, unconscious beat you until submission until you like are are out so so point is i don't think i if me and frank are bar, now bar fights are scary man because like people people, people bring knives no one's guns, by, you don't yeah, know. no one's behind the wheel like when in some of those like when you're, people are drinking that heavily it's like no one's behind the wheel they're just acting on autopilot and their autopilot might be to break a bottle over your head it's like Bruh. for what for bumping into you on the way to the bathroom, Bruh. it's just I don't know. That's why I haven't missed going out during COVID either. It's like yeah, I don't I don't miss being crammed into a bar and bumping into people and like and I don't know. There's always that person no, you bump into you. and they're they're like upset you accidentally bumped into them at a full bar. Dude, 
Well, what do you want me to do? Where am I supposed to go? Yeah. I don't want to bump into you. No. I got put anyways. Like, literally, where else am I supposed to go? Yeah. We can go all day. Yeah, just be nice out be there, everybody. Be the old man, but it's fine. Yeah, be nice. Like, yeah, we're, we're hitting our late 20s yeah. here. We're just like, what's up, <laughs> dude? What's, this is why I don't go to bars anymore. What? I can't go out anywhere These anymore. kids are always trying to fight me. And just going to stay home and watch, you know, reruns. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, uh, that's enough for our rant for the day. Uh, free agency news, if it comes, we will be on it. <laughs> we were just stalling, hoping the that the season. Tristan Thompson news would drop in the off season. We talking. Yeah, Imagine so. the, the thick of the offseason after this week when the California, I mean, not the California Classic, the uh, Las Vegas. When, when that Vegas is over, is done, yeah. we'll be in like the, we'll have a yeah. month of nothing. Yeah. So no trades. We're gonna have to get like creative with real creative with having guests, guests on or maybe a week off. I don't know. Get, that brings me to what that the biggest thing that happened this week. We were definitely planning on having Doug Christie on at some point yes. in this off season because obviously he's he's readily available. Was readily available. I'm happy for you us. remember. We should yeah. talk about no, well, that. No, you, sure. yeah, you yeah. just mentioned it. Um, As we sit in the studio looking into... Yeah, no, I'm literally just looking, looking, into, looking into his ghost... Uh, yeah. He used to stand right he there. He used to stand right there. And, yeah, Doug, uh, Doug Christie. Doug Christie got hired as an assistant coach. It uh, For everyone, at, I don't know, I'm not going to break any news here, but I, like everyone was shocked from our side. I, not in like a, well, you know, he, he threw this on us, but I think... From what it happened with him, he kind of learned the news and was like, okay. And as fast as he could, distributed it out to NBC, to us here at KHK. And it was just kind of a very fluid situation where it was Monday, he gets announced. Tuesday's the classic. He was working the classic on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to miss Doug. Doug was. You will, unless you really get to know Doug, like you will not understand how amazing of a person he is because and smart. It just, it just and smart because it just doesn't make sense. Like he's he's perfect for the role. He's gonna be in with the Kings, and it'll be very 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 exciting to watch him work with the Aaron Fox and those yeah. guards on defense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point because I mean people were comparing Tyrese to Doug already last season, mm-hmm. and for. For Doug to actually be able to get his hands on them, they're going to be playing the same they're position. They're going to be working together every day. Pretty much playing the same role, working together every single day. I mean, Doug, Doug at the very least, is just a great person to have for that, for those guys to bounce off of because Doug naturally just is a communication relationship kind of guy, especially with the players. I mean, he, yeah, the players he, like he him bri- already, yeah, too. He so brightens it's... up. They brighten up every time they see him. They, they lose Bobby, who goes to Stockton, but yeah. they bring in Doug. It's a great it's, point, uh, too. It keeps the, the ongoing line of the, that great 2002 team. Uh, the lineage of, of all those of those the players are still in the organization. Put so. your tinfoil hat on there. I didn't, yeah. even, I, kn- I didn't even think about that. That's, it keeps it going. That's Hey. It keeps you know someone in the loop. If that if that gets our guy DC in the, in the booth or in the – on the bench, that it is what it is. I'll but take it. But he does. He deserves it. We're gonna miss him here. We were planning on having him on at some point. Maybe we still can. Maybe we'll, we still we'll, can we'll find exactly. out. But um, it just won't his, be a definite. His schedule got a lot more busy. But again, like like we said, the the dead the dead time in the off season will be probably the end of August, and then September is when training it's camp begins. Hot. So it's hot, 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 yeah. hot, 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 hot. Training camp, hot, hot. preseason. I think there's like. Three four days off and then regular uh, season starts. Which we're still late waiting October. For, wait for a schedule. Still. still waiting for a schedule. We usually have it this time. I'd I'd imagine we get it in August at some point. Yeah. We usually get it like by now, but I know things got pushed a little bit. But um, very interested to see how we, be, we begin the season. I know last year was tough, and uh, yeah, for now, that's all we got. Anything breaks, we'll be the first, hopefully, to let you know. But we will keep waiting. 
yep, we'll just keep on waiting, as will everybody else. Uh, hopefully, Shams gets to work because uh, we don't need any misreporting uh, on this Tristan Thompson deal. Hopefully, by the next time we talk, I for sure would have thought Buddy Heald and Marvin or and or Marvin would have been moved by the by this time, but. Maybe next time. Maybe uh, next week. <laughs> for Frankie Cardicelli, Jay Mars, who left in the middle of this. Thank you so much, Jay. I am Chris Watkins. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>